When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Getting all the vital disclaimers out of the way here. Yes, I'm flying to Tampa tomorrow night. Yes, it's for football. And yes, I would prefer to see Kenny Pickett play some. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also happen to offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. It'll be Steelers versus Buccaneers at 7 p.m. at Raymond James Stadium. And yeah, I'll be there. And yeah, it's it's a trip. It's not around the bend. And yeah, I'm also human and I don't want to see any more of Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. I mean, I'll do my job. I'll pay attention. I'll track what they do. But it's time for this offense to get some real, what's the word I'm looking for here, like a real firm footing under it. Because there is a difference, arguably a chasm of a difference between players or a collection of players feeling good about themselves in a training camp setting where they're facing each other, where they're facing the defensive guys that they're going to be sitting at the cafeteria with an hour later. And that can't come close to comparing even to a preseason game especially in somebody else's stadium, under their lights, knowing that it's going to be on television nationwide in some form or other. Yeah, you know that it doesn't mean anything, but you know also that the test is more real, that the test is something from which you can draw a lot more conviction and confidence. And you tell me, because we can... Talk about a million different ways the Steelers can benefit from this event, but is there one that comes anywhere near the offense just doing some good stuff for a series or two? The first team offense. Think about how that would carry into the practices, into the last couple of preseason games, presuming that anybody would get used in the final one. And then, of course, into the first game against the 49ers. Everyone has to remember here, there are only three preseason games now, post-COVID life. And yet, we're sitting here right now a month out from that opener against the Niners. And that's not a whole lot of real football between now and then, because I'm going to presume, again here, that the last preseason game will be the one where you go, eh, we're not risking anybody getting hurt here. Let them play. Let them play. And when I say um, I mean Kenny Pickett too. 
set up some conservative type calls. Don't have him roll out to the left where he might be at risk behind a rookie left tackle. Use your head and also advise him that, listen, if there's any kind of rush whatsoever, just get rid of the ball. But let him play. Let's see how he handles these new offensive linemen, the running game, the multiple different weapons that he's got at his disposal now. For that matter, let's see how the offensive line starts coming together. Let's see more than just a series of uh, Dan Moore, Broderick Jones back and forth. Let's see them go at it the whole first half. Let's see at least one or two shots that Kenny takes. You're not giving away the playbook by taking shots in preseason. Everybody takes shots, except for the Steelers last season. Let's see some of that. You know, Kenny talked after practice yesterday at St. Vincent College, spoke about where he sees the state of the offense right now. I think we're, we're definitely taking more shots down the field. I think, you know, everyone here has seen that. Um, we're more consistent in the red zone. You know, it's been great to see how competitive we've been in seven shots and winning a lot of the drills and, and the red zone stuff. So um, our defense is, is top-notch. So when you're, you're having a little bit of success for them, you know, I hope we'll fare all right in the season. Um, but, you know, we got to take it when we get done. You heard that from him, too, taking shots. He, he wants to throw downfield. I don't know about you, but I don't want to see his first – throws in anger downfield coming against the 49ers. And I also don't want to see them coming against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to see them happen against real opponents. I want to see him carrying that same faith that he has in that specific facet into the real football game. Because now they'll have done it. Now they'll have connected not just with Pickens, but also with Allen Robinson, who's new to the team, with Calvin Austin III, who's got to get involved heavily, I would think, in this game, whether it's with the first team or not, with Deontay Johnson, just to see which direction he'll run after he makes the catch. How about finding a way to stick one right between the numbers for Darnell Washington and seeing what happens there? And There will be plenty of snaps for all the rest. Just to throw out an example here for you, they very much intending on having Anthony McFarland become a real contributing member to this offense. Well, anybody can be the quarterback in that setting. You can have Mitch Trubisky throw flares out to McFarland. You can have the jet sweeps and all that other stuff get executed by the second stringers. But there's certain things that I think the Steelers would want to see from Kenny and to see it right away. Either that, or I just want to be entertained when we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Billy, and he asks simply, DK, why does anyone ever believe that players can develop by sitting on the bench? Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Billy's responding to yesterday's show about Broderick Jones versus Dan Moore, although the question or the principle can apply to a lot of different discussions 
in the football world? The answer to this, Billy, and it might not be one that satisfies you, is that football coaches value practice and within practice, practice reps at a level that the ordinary human mind can't comprehend. I'm not going to lie to you. I cover a lot of practices, seen a ton of them over my lifetime, and I'll kind of zone out from time to time. They're not exciting. Um, you can call me spoiled for that sort of thing because I'm sure it'd be a lot of fun for anybody who was seeing one for the first time. But you just see the same plays, you see the same finishes, and you don't really do a whole lot of differentiating unless there's something really striking, like, say, for example, Kendrick Green getting handoffs at the goal line, which incidentally happened again yesterday in Latrobe. But because football coaches value these sessions so much, they take film of them, intricate film, multiple cameras shooting from multiple angles, and study the film. Yes, I'm still talking about practices here afterward. And they meet to discuss the film, to discuss what it is that they've seen. This is principally the domain of those assistants. And you hear that term used to describe certain members of the staff. There's assistant coaches, and then there's just assistants. You hear like defensive assistant or offensive line assistant, whatever it is. That's what they do. It's the grunt work. It's the stuff that you don't want your main positional coach wasting his time on. And they will break this stuff down and they will seize every opportunity, every teaching opportunity to show something to a specific player. Let's just take Broderick Jones, for example, here and say, hey, kid, this thing that you did here, dude, if you did that in a game, your quarterback would be face planted. It'd be the end of your career. Never, ever do that again. So now they watch him again in practice and they study him again and they have something else that's put on their list and they see signs over the coming days or weeks that the kid isn't making the same error again and again and again. In fact, he's now made it so commonplace to not do that thing that you're convinced that he's pretty much knocked it out of his system and wouldn't do it even by accident in a game setting. There is such a thing as practicing really well, even in drier situations like walkthroughs, no pads. So what you're seeing here is the coach is trying to knock out as many potential major flaws as possible, and they feel more comfortable doing that within the scope of practices than they do by throwing him into an actual NFL Sunday game. I hope that answered the question the way you wanted it. I got the impression that you wanted a literal answer on that as opposed to something rhetorical. So that's what I that's what I've got for you today. Let's hook up again tomorrow, everybody. Oh, by the way, hey, I'll be out in Latrobe today. If you're there in practice, it's a 155 p.m. start. You see me walking around looking not nearly caffeinated enough, wearing the DK shirt, just give a wave. I'll come over and say hello. 